This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Sparky Fiber, 12.50 a.m. The Fan in beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, maybe not so much today. No, overcast, a rainy. Yeah, it'll be fine, though. Uh, time to talk some uh, PBA League bowling, amongst other stuff, uh, with our guy, Dwight Albert. Uh, busy, busy, busy over there at the Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Uh, he is Phil Brylo, $2 Phil, traveling around the country. Uh, just got back from doing something for Parker Bowling, right, Phil? Yeah, he had his big scholarship tournament in New Jersey uh, over Labor Day weekend. Uh, over a couple hundred kids coming out, five different age groups. And the neat part about Parker's event is he has a training facility built into the first five lanes of the bowling center called Rev Rates. So the other 26 lanes inside of Hollow Lanes we use for qualifying and match play. And then we bring the kids over into Rev Rates uh, for a TV-style finals. So nice. it's really cool. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's well lit. Uh, I had all my live stream stuff. We had remote control cameras showing. If you go on YouTube and look for the Parker Bowen Scholarship Tournament, if anybody wants to look for that, look for those age division finals. And boy, did those kids throw the ball good. The two young men that were in the U18 finals, they were throwing wood like the, the pins were made of balsa wood. It was phenomenal to see this next generation come up. And even the young kids that were in the 12 and under mixed division finals, uh, this young man, was he's a lefty. He was hooking the whole lane two-handed. And he had another kid on the right side, one-handed, trying to hook, not the whole lane, threw it a little bit straighter. But you you watch just the enthusiasm these young uh, men had, 10 and 11 years old, and they're bowling, like, it, it's like they're bowling for a PBA title. It was so cool. Uh, did you get a chance to talk to either one of them at some point to see, you know, are they bowling in college? Are they, do they want to be on the PBA? Or is this fun and we're done now? Oh, no, they love bowling. They get out as often as they can. Uh, one of the young men comes all the time to Rev Rates, the training facility. He gets lessons about once a month from either Parker or one of the other uh, coaches there and the training staff. And his goal someday is to be a pro bowler. They really want he really wants to be a pro bowler. I mean, I know. Dwight, I love you to death, but <laughs> it, it, Parker Bone is the guy giving you lessons, man. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. A lot of it is just the eye, you know, I mean, what they see and they see it a lot because they, they're on the tour. Right. And, and the tour, you're going to get the best in the world coming out. And you see everything, on everything the tour. on the tour. Yeah. yeah. Again, the tour players minds think differently. Um, that's what I learned with Norm Duke, the stuff that came out of his mouth uh, when he did his shows, when he came to town promoting the PBA. Right. I mean, he, he uses a different language than what you typically hear locally. Sure. You know, and just their intelligence is just a, such a higher level uh, out there. So I would assume being coach in their Parker, you're getting the top. The rev rate lanes that you're referring to, do those exist in this area of Wisconsin? 
No, the it, it rivals the training facilities they have down at uh, Kegel. What at makes the them so special? They have Specto. They have uh, other training tools like the torch. You put the torch down lane, and it gives you something yep. to target at. So you and if you hit it, it lights up. Uh, they can put out any oil pattern you want. If you see an oil pattern for a tournament that's going to be coming up, they can put it out on their lanes there. Uh, the pin setters they have there, if you want to work just on specific uh, spare combinations, you want to work on making the 3, 6, 9, 10. We all know how tough that is. You can work on making the 3, 6, 9, 10 every single shot. So yeah. it's it's just a phenomenal training center. The, the two that rival it are the ITRC down at the bowling headquarters in Arlington, Texas, and the and the Kegel uh, place in Lake Worth, Florida. It's it's just a great place to train. They have great coaches. And if you want to bring your own coach in, you know, it, it, you're not limited to Parker Bone or anything like that. I saw Anthony Pepe, who won on the PBA yeah. Tour. He yeah. won the first title ever in the South Point Bowling Plaza. Yeah. And he was practicing there a couple of times while I was out there. He drives 90 minutes each way to practice there. And he's now coaching an NCAA women's team at Wagner College in New York. Oh, wow. And he's going to bring his team down there in a couple of weeks to get their first big practice session in when they can start the NCAA season. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Uh, all the everything that's available to you inside this place. Yeah, that is that is pretty what, wild. What yeah. what does Parker get uh, in terms of like a lesson or financials for like Pepe bringing in his team? Is it per hour? It's per hour. So I know a lesson with Parker Bone is one hundred twenty five dollars for the hour. And then how much $30. are you charging, Dwight? uh 40 yeah dwight you gotta get that I, I don't have parker's name though <laughs> i don't care you're a, get the you're a hall of famer right in the state <laughs> yes i get it hey yeah. you should be at least 75 dollars an hour yeah yeah brandon yeah, at least 75 yeah brandon parker's son brandon gets that an hour for lessons yeah. and i mean brandon his son went from the yeah his son, <laughs> his, coached son? A, his son coached a couple of the uh u18 boys finalists he's worked with both of them really and yeah and they they, they come in and if they want to dedicate it and they can split it up too if two guys want to come in for an hour and split the time for a lesson then it's you know 37 yeah. right. kind of thing and then the use of the lane and it, 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 like i said it's a great part if you have a pattern you want they will put it out there for you you just give them the the, the little chart from kegel and out on the lane it goes for you and if you want to work on certain things they will work on that with you if you want to work on spare making if you want to work on footwork all kinds of things they can do out there. It's it's a pretty phenomenal training center. And yeah, if somebody, you know, you don't necessarily need the name, but you need some funds to, to put up something like that. And I can see the Albrecht Training Center. I can see the Spare Time <laughs> Training Center. Take those last four lanes by his pro shop and New Berlin Bowl, wall them off, and there you go. You know, this is going to sound crazy because I always compare bowling to other sports all the time. And Dwight will make references to IndyCar because yep. he's a big IndyCar guy all the time, too. Yep. But it 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 kind of feels like, to a certain degree, indoor um, baseball facilities and football facilities in the Midwest. Because for so yep. long, in other parts of the country, Florida, Texas, California, you play football year-round. No big deal, right? right. Baseball, year-round. No yep. big deal. Here in the Midwest, we've got snow and everything else. You really get to yep. play for mm, four months, five months, maybe. Uh, and then it's crap again. Yep. So now these indoor baseball facilities and football facilities are popping all up all over the place uh, in the Midwest. Every every city seemingly has one or every other city has one. And it's trying to level the playing field. And you're seeing Wisconsin kids get drafted uh, by MLB teams. And 
and getting to the big leagues because they're being able to have year round training where in the past you were never, never able to have that. So these Midwest kids were at a huge disadvantage. I I just stop and think about this. Like if you think about how much of an advantage it is for a kid to be able to go there and practice there. Yes. Or one of the other two facilities that, that Phil is talking about, it is a gigantic difference than any other person around the country in any other state. You don't have this in California. Yeah. You don't have it in Arizona, right? Yeah. Texas, right? But you you don't have that opportunity. Right. And now I just wonder to myself, thinking outside the box here of, is that now going to become a thing where eventually these bowling properties who are trying to figure out, okay, how do I take the next step? How do I get this to the next level where I can get more money than what I'm charging uh, and be able to bring in serious type bowlers from all over the place. If you had one of these things in say, I don't know, Kenosha, right? Mm -hmm. We'll put it on the border. I bet you, you would be able to draw people from Milwaukee or however far away, right? To come down to bowl with it. If you got Anthony Pepe driving 90 minutes, you'd be able to have that, especially if it was on the interstate. And then you'd be able to draw people from Northern Illinois and Chicago Chicago, because there's nowhere down there to do it. They would drive up to use it as well. So now you're talking about not only kids, but also these guys that are bowling in regionals and stuff yeah. like that. And there's plenty of those guys, not just Lenny Borsch. There's more than just Lenny Borsch out there bowling uh, in some of these regionals. Yeah. Phil could tell you all these guys. Chicago, I'm sure they would yeah. pay the money to go get that extra time. Chicago is what comes to my mind. Sean Rash is from Chicago. Right. Right, but sure. on uh, uh, seminars, they have a lot of big, beautiful centers. Rash in, doesn't in own Chicago. his own center, though, does he? No, he does not. So. No, he bowls at a couple of centers in Aurora, in the, the Aurora area in Illinois. Right, but he doesn't own his own. Right, yeah, you got Chris Prather from Chicago. Yep. So I mean, Chicago is what comes to my mind right away for our guests. I mean, you'd see Wisconsin people. But Dwight, it doesn't have to. To me, uh, tell me if if you disagree. It doesn't have to be a PBA pro that opens this up. It could just be right whoever. But if you have the technology, the PBA guy though, no, for sure, yeah. Yeah. But if you have the lanes and the ability to go there and bowl and do what Phil says on these specific set of lanes and rent it out for 100 bucks an hour or whatever right. it may be, people are going to pay that money to go have that experience. It, it sure sounds yeah. to me like it's just another Kegel. Every time I see Del Warren, who runs Kegel down in Florida, I post something every day. It's this group is coming in to Kegel. All the men and women on the tour train down at Kegel. It's a very similar situation as what Phil's talking about with Parker's Place. Yeah, and now the neat part about that is, is how many guys are going to come in on a Saturday night and want a lesson or that time? Nobody's going to do that. So you turn around and they market this as a VIP area then as well, where, hey, you want to bring your Saturday night party in here? We've got a party room. You can bring in your caterer. You can bring in your food. We've got, obviously, the bar at the bowling center for something that's a little more relaxed and that kind of thing. You come in, you get your drinks in the bar, you get your food here, you got a party room you go back into. If one of your uh, somebody on their phone has a Spotify playlist, they want to play as the music on the lanes. Hey, we can plug you right in. There you go. Your Spotify starts going on the lanes. Uh, the the crunch bowling the that gives the straight tracks, a white yeah. line on the lane on the PBA Tour, they have a version of that where it has games and graphics on the lanes and everything else where they, you can do that for a really fun VIP time. So not only do you get the benefits of the training center, but now when the training center's not working, not you know slow times, Saturday nights, Friday nights, you rent it out at a premium, and then that's where you make a little more of that. Oh, yeah, sure. Why Money doesn't and, yeah. Bowling Heaven have this? Bowling I mean, Heaven doesn't spent, need, 
You well, spent all that money it. for the expansion for the, the TV side uh, and all the stands and everything else. Right. That would just be an added bonus. Now, maybe there's not the high-end bowlers out in Portland, Maine that would use it yeah. consistently. Location. But if yeah. you just take what Phil said and say, you can use it for partying, a man's got a full kitchen and everything else that he does, so you don't got to worry about a cater or anything like that. I mean, that would really take and elevate it up even more if he took four or six lanes and be able to rent that out on the weekends for these college-age kids or whoever to go in there and have these parties. I think they would pay it. Well, that's a nice part of it, having the two sections at Bayside because they do that with, oh, the side's closed. We don't have bowling on the on the new side today because it's for a private party. But right. come in and we still have lanes on the old side or the whole house is taken up today with a private party. They do 20-some weddings there a year. Yeah, that's what he they said. they get the rooftop and everything. Yeah, so that sometimes some of the lanes are down there for something for the guests to do while they're out getting pictures taken, that type of thing. Hey, guests, go to base. Hey, since reception's at base that anyway. Strap some bowling shoes on, have a little fun, be social, have a good time with it. So they've really, yeah, they've really marketed that part there at Bayside. I don't, if it's something, you know, Charlie could throw in Specto and, and pick up a couple other things. Sure, he doesn't have the big name coaches. He's got Arturo Quintero there now. I can get a lesson from Arturo. He's bowled all around the world. He knows what's again, going on. I, and, yeah. I don't think we have, you're both doing it. I don't think you have to focus into the lesson part of it. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, if mm -hmm. I want to practice certain shots, I don't need a coach. I'll figure it out. Just I want to be able okay. to be able to put it in the rack and do it over and over yeah. again. Yeah. If I want to practice on a certain oil pattern that my house can't do, I, yes. I can go there and I can practice. I don't need a coach. I just want to practice on the conditions I'm bowling and I'll figure out the rest. You don't have the coach brings in additional money. Sure. But sure. you also then have to pay the coach a cut of yeah. whatever the coach is charging. Right. You get a cut. They get a cut. Right. right. That's all kind of part yeah. of it. That's what how you come to your price. For me, it's the party aspect that Phil was talking about that you're not going to get anywhere else in the country. Those part, those games and everything else that are available, you don't get that anywhere else. And then two is, again, if you want to go practice for state tournament or city right. tournament or whatever the case may be that you're going to practice for, now you've got somewhere that'll go do it and it's problem solved. I, to me, it's a no-brainer and I, I don't know how much it costs. I'm sure it costs a pretty penny and it's not cheap. Uh, but that, to me seems like the next thing of if you're going to elevate your bowling center yeah. around the country to make it stand out and different and draw money that you're, nobody else is going to be able to draw, but you, that's the next step. One proprietor in town did recently install Stop, a torch. One second. Yes. one second. Stop. One second. I just thought of something. Yes. The, the dude that we had on. Um, Dan Ganant. Dan. I saw him yesterday. Actually. He bought that, that old bar. Yeah. Right. Uh, Polish Falcon. And he's got like four to six lanes or whatever the case yeah. may be. That's who should do it. He yeah. should turn those like six lanes and have them all have that technology on it. All fresh lanes, all that technology. And now it's completely different because now if you go to that bar and go downstairs, you can't go to any other bowling center in the, in anywhere that has all those games and parties and whatever else you can have on it. During the day, you can have guys coming in there and practicing for regionals or whatever else, and now it's being used all the time, and yeah. it's all the lanes that you have. So you're not taking out four of 20 or whatever the case may be. Now he becomes the center point yeah. where everybody's going to drive from Madison to come down and check it out, and he's doing great things. I mean, the outdoor yes. bar area that he's going to have, beer that garden castle. area, yeah. and then he's redoing the, the inside of the yeah. bar area. <clears throat> right. I, that That's how you separate yourself when yeah. you have that smaller type of thing or, or you take the holler house 
and you do it there on their two lanes and you modernize it. Now, again, it's going to take away from the, uh, right. the, the old thing or whatever, whatever. But now you give that some meaning and puts two high end things in there. Now, again, it's you get to go bowl at a historical place and you get to do stuff there that you can't do anywhere else. That's how if you have bowling lanes and a bar, how do I make it work? I think this is how you make it work if you can afford it. Well, there's one proprietor in town, Stefan Honan, just put in a torch uh, out at Sussex. I think he might have done it also at, um, uh, what's the place in Waukesha? I, I keep forgetting. Fox, uh, Fox View. Yeah, so I believe he has it now at, at both. Here's the thing my point is, I think Milwaukee will eventually pick up on this idea. Well, the whole country hasn't picked up on this idea. Right. It's not just yeah. us, it's everybody. Right. I just think we're always a little bit behind other cities when it comes to our all uh, aspects of life. <laughs> yeah. In all aspects of life. Right. Yeah. We're yeah. always behind. Yes. Right. So give it, give it a little time. And I think you'll see like Dan, you'll see proprietors that get it. Uh, will uh, utilize it uh, and maybe go forward with it. I, I'm just, I think I didn't plan on talking about this today, but I just think it's, I think it's absolutely brilliant yes. because it, it will is. separate yourself from everybody else in the area. You will yep. completely stand out on your own, regardless of what everything else is. You may not have the best food program. You may not have the best bar, but if you have those lanes and they're in tip top shape and everything else, people are going to come because it, yeah. you're the only ones in town well, that, that are going to offer it. Again, the thing I took away from Howler house that day, Phil, when we were there in uh, Easter for the team USA versus the world was someone had to show me when the Eagles come into town, all the pictures, they, they come to Howler house. Number one, how do you get the Eagles to like 16th and Lincoln at the Howler house? <laughs> you know, to have a private party there. How does that even happen? You know, is it their manager? I mean, yep. you know, and yep. they got pictures all over the place with the Eagles party in there. So you talk about that party aspect. Oh, let's go bowling and have a private party at the Howler house. And we're the Eagles. I mean, how does that even happen? Yeah. It's yep. just a matter of, you know, where, you know, you can have those two or four lanes where you make sure you keep it small and private. There's a couple of places in the Milwaukee area, like uh, JB's and 41, where they have that VIPs, yep. but they're larger sections. So they're not going to yes. wall out. You know, you, you don't have two lanes for a big party unless you want to pay to rent all 10 lanes out or whatever it is over there. Same thing at Katormson's in Kenosha. You know, it's a big 10 or 12 lane party section. You, you need to make these things a little bit smaller uh, and, and turn them over a little bit more. And, and you, you should have no problem filling them up on Fridays and Saturdays with VIPs. I mean, people want to be out, but they don't want to be, let's say in the masses, especially nowadays with, uh, you know, if let's say there's, you know, the, co the COVID numbers are coming back up. Well, they want to go out they want to be kind of on their own. They don't want to be around 10 lanes of people. They want to be around four lanes of people, right? right? It's all people that they know. There you go. There's your comfort factor. Yeah. It, it, it it's going to cost a little bit more to be a little bit smaller, possibly in the long run, because obviously if you had 10 VIP lanes, you're going to be able to churn more money over with it, but it's something that could be very financially viable. If somebody in, in our area wanted to do it. It's funny. You talk about the Eagles and going there, uh, posted on Facebook. I don't know if it was yesterday or the other day. I think it was labor day. Actually. I think it might've been, uh, Brett Michaels. Yeah. Brett Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. So you know who Brett Michaels yep. is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know where Ladies, his mom hair rock star? Yeah. yeah. Do you know where his mom lives? No, I did not. Crivets. Crivets, Wisconsin. So yeah, he was just in Crivets <laughs> yeah. visiting his mom. Uh, surprise attack, he said, hanging out at Crivets. <laughs> and on the Facebook post said that he's going to throw a concert in Crivets. 
Yeah. Next year or the next couple of years, he wants to throw a, I think it might have been his first time there. I don't know if she just moved there or whatever else, but praising Crivitz, Wisconsin. Well, you'd be amazed by all the famous people that actually have family or relatives yeah. or a reason to come here and then hang out here and nobody even knows it. Well, many years ago, uh, I don't know if Phil knows him, Gary Arnson, who owns OnTrack in Minnesota, hmm. uh, posted on Facebook, um, met Gary in the late 90s uh, down at uh, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, for our advisory staff meetings for Ebonite. Uh, got a chance to have a private party at his bowling alley and got to fit Prince, the singer, for Hell a bowling yeah. ball. Yeah, and his girlfriend or wife at the time uh, for a bowling ball. And he put the, it was just a conventional grip, hard plastic yeah. ball, but put the the specs out on Facebook. And so the funny thing was, it wasn't Prince's name on, on the sheet. It was just at that time, that he was symbol. going by the symbol. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so the, I mean, how would you like to f- have Prince right in front of you? That's fitting wild. Your, right. Yeah. That so, is so wild. Yeah. No doubt. And again, he had a private party at that yeah. bowling alley. Right. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. No question about it. So, all right. That was fun. That was definitely not planned, but that's kind of how <laughs> it always goes on this show. Right. Nothing is ever planned. And stuff that is planned, we don't ever do. <laughs> 20 minutes. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, literally 20 minutes. Uh, something that wasn't even on any one of our little layouts for our uh, Odyssey Sports YouTube page uh, video that we're doing right now, live streaming it. Also, don't forget, you can download us on the Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast. At. We do this uh, once a week. We got the PBA League coming up at the end of the month. Looking forward to that. We had Kyle Troop on. Uh, last week, if you missed that, go back again, listen to that on your Odyssey app or you download your favorite podcast. Or if you don't uh, believe that was actually Kyle Troop, you can go watch the video yourself on YouTube on the Odyssey Sports page, Spare Time Bowling Show. All right, there are five dudes uh, that are going to be rookies uh, in the PBA League this year. The question is, which PBA rookie, uh, league rookie, I should say, will perform the best? Kevin McEwen, Sean Lavery Spar, uh, Graham, how do you say his last name? Fah. 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 Uh, Frank Snodgrass uh, and Thomas Keiko. 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 Yeah, whatever. I'm horrible at names, folks. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> if you listen to me on the big show for all those years, you know I try to avoid pronouncing hard last names consistently because I suck at it. Uh, okay. So of those five, who do you like best going into uh, the PBA League play? Of course, presented by Paps Blue Ribbon. We'll give the sponsor a mention because we like to support the PBA Tour. Dwight, who you got? One word. Nuke. Yeah. Kevin McCune, mm-hmm. I think will have a great PBA league. Why? Stands out. I mean, he just completely stands out. He's got a hot hand right now. Like Phil says, he can do everything to the ball, not just throw it hard. He, he can hook it. Um, he thrives in that situation. He's young, you know, so I think he's really going to get pumped up by the crowds. Oh, yes. Oh, the yeah. crowds are going to yeah. eat him up. Uh, Snodgrass yeah. made a couple shows. I like his game also. Um, but I just think, again, the sport is about speed and power, and he can bring it. So yeah. I think he's going to – the Nukes' uh, chants are going to go crazy at Bowling Heaven. Yeah, that dude, I don't think he knows what he's in store for when he gets <laughs> out there. I really don't think he knows what he's in store for. A lot of Nukes. Phil, is there a type of bowler that plays best – uh, at bowling heaven for PBA league play that you would say, if I had to build a prototype of a bowler, this is what he has to have, or she has to have in order to be successful out there. Uh, if you ask a lot of the managers, it's a left hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, 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 there's really not much of a prototype. And especially now, because they're going to go back into the center here at bowling at bowling heaven. And they leveled all the lanes back in May. So a lot of the, little quirkiness, especially on the TV pair where they use lanes two and three on the TV pair. 
a lot of the quirkiness and the difference between those pairs are gone. So it's kind of more now with who's going to be the good team mesh, who's going to be okay with, hey, guess what? You don't have the super hot hand. You're going to be the in the third and eighth frames, that type of thing. Who's got the good mindset to get in there and really blend as a team? As much as I want to be a homer with the PBR Milwaukee Pounders and say Sean Levery Spire is going to be that guy, I actually think it's going to be Graham Fowl with the with the Lumberjacks. I think when you're bowling with a team that's three-time defending Elias Cup champions, looking to get the four-peat, they've got the history there. You've got you know just that core with True Prather and Wes Malott. Uh, Wes is going to have a little bit of a different outlook. He got married this past weekend. Uh, so I think something, you know, with that, I think Graham Fodd is going to be the hot hand. I think uh, being a lefty helps a little bit, and uh, he's going to he's going to mesh right in with that team pretty well. For the sake of the PBA, we want it to be Kevin McEwen, with all due respect. Remember, uh, uh, good old uh, buddy Tom Clark was the one that, that brought up the whole star yes. word. Uh, mm-hmm. A star is Next born. Star, yeah. Right. So y- th- that is what you need, because I really think he can maybe be that guy that can really stand out. Phil, you talked about when he was in Milwaukee the last time, he had people coming up and stopping him and talking to him and stuff. So, and he wasn't on TV like six times or something like that, but he was on TV enough to where it blew up and and people know who he is. And because he's a physically imposing dude, Mm -hmm. right? He's not my size, you know, five foot six, 150 pounds, just walking around and just kind of blending in. He's going to stand out regardless of where he is. Uh, And because of, how he throws the ball and how hard he throws the ball stands out even more. And the nuke nickname is perfect. Love that. Yeah. You want him to be really good and kind of continue to blow that star up to where when you start the next PBA league year, he's one of the guys you kind of market around. Well, I would discover the, the regional at Sussex Bowl a couple of weekends ago uh, that they had, there was a PBA 50 regional and mm-hmm. Eugene McCune was there. And Kevin actually came up to watch his dad for a little bit, but he's like, yeah, I've seen him enough. I just want to go to the, American family field to watch a Brewers game and, you know, click another ballpark off my list. And he walked in the door and people knew who he was like the fans that were there watching. Like they all of a sudden they're like, wow, Kevin's here. And they're coming up and Kevin's giving autographs and talking to people a little bit. He's very personable off the lanes, which is really going to help build him up to Eugene's kind of personal off the lanes. You know, he, he has his moments where, you know, you're just going to keep your distance and anything. But even when I saw Kevin Bull bat at a couple of regionals this summer, he, he was still very friendly with the fans and and signing autographs and, and taking care of business. And I, that's how you get your star power to grow is is take the time and and, and build yourself up. And, and he's really starting to realize that. And he did that before he left for the ball game. He stuck, stuck around a little bit longer and talked to people. And then, uh, hey, guys, I got to go. I got tickets for American Family Field. I'll see you. And, Everybody said, hey, have a good time. So it's pretty neat to see how he's uh, not the spotlights on him a little bit more, how he's accepting of it and, and you know, starting to already give back to the to the uh, to the fans. And the next step is social media, right? Growing mm-hmm. that social media presence and building that like they did with the house. Uh, Troop yeah. did with his. I mean, that that's that's kind of where you have to go next. And yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, yeah, I got to do stuff on Facebook. Facebook is for old people. We, uh, we've all figured <laughs> that out. Um, so like he like TikTok. That that's that kind of the, right. the, it's going to be the way to get the younger people. Instagram to a degree uh, is still a thing. That's what he he needs to kind of figure out, or him and whoever is helping him have to figure out. Of uh, you know, if you're an American Family feel, put on Instagram, do a TikTok video right. there, do a TikTok video with a couple people when you're in Milwaukee, you want to watch your dad bowl or whatever. Yeah. That type of stuff to make it pop um, and, and get some run for yourself uh, and grow that fan base. Have them throw out the first ball, right? 
like to me, the first thing I come up with is new hot sauce, right? Does the PBA new, have an official yeah, hot, hot sauce? sauce. I can't yeah. imagine they have the official that, hot sauce. That no. would be takeoff. Right. Sure. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me, yeah. right? Something like that. But again, you have to find somebody to get in bed with you to be willing to do that and so forth. But like Leroy Butler here locally, he's right. got his Leap 36 brats or whatever else. Right. I mean, that was that was a local guy, a local butcher that him and Does Leroy he got. wine too? Uh, no, uh, he's got vodka. Okay. Charles Woodson has the intercept wine. Okay. Leroy's got his leap vodka that you vodka. can buy. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. that that's the thing. Like he got to got got together with a local dude and Vinny, I think the guy was his name was. And they started getting to work on what it was going to taste like and so forth. And then it blew up. And yeah. now you can buy the pick and save or wherever else. That is, that's Kroger in Wisconsin, for those of you like, what the hell is pick and save? <laughs> um, so but that that's that's kind of how that all started. And that's you know, something to explore at some point kind of going forward. Uh, maybe you have, I don't know, five little sample sauces in a pack at Christmas time. It's the PBA League hot sauces, you know. Right. And then you've got, you know, Bemo's got his own. Everybody's got their own kind of hot sauce with their own kind of flavoring to it or something that you can sell. One other thing. I, I, I don't I don't mean to be negative, but I live my whole life negatively, so I might as well just stay <laughs> with it here. Dude, that PBA website, man, we got to figure that out. There, that website used to be really good, mm-hmm. and now, again, no one uses a great job writing articles, or whatever else. But like everything else on the website is not as nearly up to date as it should be. It's just not. They kind of let it get away from them a little bit, and maybe it's because they don't feel like people go to the website enough. Maybe they don't have a ton of clicks on the website, so maybe they don't put as much effort in. But Hughes is busting his butt writing all these great articles and getting quotes and doing all this other stuff. Like that, that just. That there has to be more there. Right. Like if I'm going there, what can I get there that I'm not going to get necessarily somewhere else? Right. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, oh, I can get advanced metrics here that I can't mm-hmm. get anywhere else on this player's stats or right. something right. How, yeah. that goes along with How that. about behind the scenes stories? How about For instance, playing interviews? This this lucky this storm lucky Larson or whatever the hell it's called, tournament that they've got going on, right? Yep. yep. So I go to the website. Right. Okay, there's a story on the tournament. Mm-hmm. Where do I get the results? I Googled to try and find the website, yeah. and then I was able to go figure out kind of what the results were for the tournament. But yeah. to me, okay, maybe it's not yeah. PBA sanctioned, but your guy is the title on the damn thing. Right. I mean, th- that's that's his tournament. Support your people doing their own independent yeah tournaments and make it easier for people to follow along my god kyle troop is over there prather is over there there's a bunch of pba bowlers some of your best bowlers are bowling in this thing push it for them push results for them they they tweeted out aj johnson on his birthday or whatever uh you know had a really good day okay well that's good but again there's nowhere for me to click to see like where everybody is to see that type of stuff. Yeah. I, I know I'm asking for the moon here, but that 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 type of stuff helps. And I'll tell you something else. Those bowlers would be so appreciative because it's not a PBA sanctioned league, but you're helping to promote something for me. If yep. Sean Rash is doing something down in Aurora, help promote it for him. Put right. it on the PBA, on the PBA Twitter, tweet it out. Hey, your chance to bowl a local. Uh, yeah. Regional with Sean Rash. Or Sean out. Rash is doing yeah. bowling camp or something down in Illinois. If you're yeah. in the area, make sure to sign up. Here's the link. Go yeah. support your dudes yes. and your women yeah. that are women bowlers too. Support everybody. Help push them to make more money. 
The happier yes. they are, the better off everybody is. The more people that interact with your bowlers, the more chance you have of them consistently watching your product yeah, kind right. of going forward. And that social media account that you have, and again, I'm not on Instagram, not on uh, uh, TikTok. So I don't know what they do there. I, all I know is Twitter. That's what I live on. So, but the more you promote that stuff yes. for them, that yep. it benefits everybody at the end of the day. You may think, well, it's not PBA sanctioned. I'm not going to promote it. That's a horrible way to look at it. You're not the National Football League. Yeah. That's not where you are. You yeah. are way bigger than, you know, you were 10 years ago. No doubt. Like, this has yeah. really ex- exploded and expanded. But you still got to push if these yeah. guys are doing you, stuff out in the community. Yeah, you yeah. want an impressive website? Go to the U.S. Open Tennis website. You know, you have the real live results and, and all the pairings. And, the, I mean... I, yeah, I'm, I've been watching it. I'm not a huge tennis fan, but I it's in, you know, the States and they're bringing in big names. And so I can't watch every match. So I went to the website and was blown away by how good it was. Yep. PGA Tours website, too. They have live scoring and they keep that up to date uh, as well. And again, how many people are going to click there and check on that and everything else? Don't know. Have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? If people are checking, because listen. With all due respect, most people are not going to sit there and watch qualifying while they're at work. It's probably right. not going to happen, right? But right. somebody may go check out the PBA website. Oh, I wonder where uh, Belmo is. Go exactly. check out the website. Oh, now all of a sudden, let's say I'm averaging mm, 10,000 clicks on my scoreboard a month during the PBA league season. Now maybe I can sponsor the scoreboard. Now I have a read in the PBA broadcast that says, hey, go check out the oh, – well, we'll use a current sponsor. Go check out the Snickers scoreboard. Uh, yep. And find out during qualifying, you know, where your favorite bowlers are right. Thursday and Friday or whatever the case may yep. be leading up to it. Now that's maybe another sponsorship opportunity. Yeah. I, I, I run my navigate. mouth a lot and Tom Clark laughs and says, you think it's so easy. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it, that that's the type of stuff I, I think they got to think about here, Phil. You know, it's funny. We're talking to a couple of young players circling back to the Parker Bone Scholarship Tournament. Uh, they're going to uh, Savannah College of Art and Design for their college education. And there's a social media marketing major that they're taking uh, for the degrees. Cause they want to work on market. And one of the kids said, I want to make sure people see bowling, younger people, my age, see bowling in a different light. And that's going to be the key is going to be these the younger, next commissioner it, it, of the PBA tour. Get his autograph now. Right. I mean, it's going to be one of those things where we're going to have to listen to the kids that are coming up about uh, what they're doing to, to, how the house made it happen. Okay. What can we do to improve on what the house did to get all those people to follow them? Or Darren Tang, who has 160,000 people following. What can we do to get the next step in the next bowler? What can we do to get a Kevin McCune up to 250,000 followers on social media? I don't know how to do it. I got ideas. These kids that are coming up and learning and getting how all these algorithms work to get people directed in certain ways and that type of thing. These are the kids we're going to have to to get steering the direction of the sport to market. These are the kids that should be hired by the PBA tour to be brought on board. You should have somebody, Mm -hmm. at least one, if not two people, that specialize just in social media and know it forward and backwards and have taken classes and know all this stuff that can help push it. Yes. One of the biggest complaints I read on social media is, well, the, the, the TV shows are always on at a different time. You know, and the thing that frustrates me the most when, in, in, at least in bowling right now, is when someone comes in and says, uh, well, didn't you know this was on? No, there was no promotion. You know, that's the first, oh, never knew it was going. That's my answer back. Too bad. I would have loved to tune in, you know. So 
Um, they need better promotion on everything that's going on in the sport. The other thing too is you can't you can't control it being every tournament being at the same time necessarily. Right. You could right. when you were on ESPN because they were going against the NFL. You could lock in noon every su- every Sunday and right. be fine noon Central time. Yep. Now with Fox, you got to play by the big boy schedule. So there's things that are going to come in front of you, yes. and you you you're second, third in line, whatever it may be for times, right? So you kind of got to play that game. I promise you, Tom Clark would love a set schedule where we're on every Saturday at whatever time. I'm sure he would love that. Yeah. But Fox is looking at going, where can we put you in a position to succeed the best? Yes. We have college football. You're not going in place of college football. Uh, we yeah. have the NFL. No, you're not kicking off our NFL cover. You're not getting rid of our NFL coverage. So where do we find you to put you? Now, a lot of times, by the time these guys get on, college is done. Uh, and the NFL is about done by the time you get to February in, in that time frame. And I think that's something else that, you know, as you look at here, bowling is a winter sport. Right. Indoor I, winter sport. Yeah. Right. And I understand that. But can I just raise my hand and say something? There ain't nothing on in the summer if you're not a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. Ain't right. not a damn thing on in the summer. Right. And I know you're inside bowling and you're like, oh, people bowling leagues are going on in the fall and the spring. I agree 100%. But these bowling lanes aren't turning you on anyhow most of the time. Regardless, even if you are on during their leagues, they're not turning on the damn PBA tour at this point. It's getting better. Right? It's just not. Right. And how many times? I see it all the time on social media. What am I going to watch tonight? There ain't nothing on. If the Brewers right. are off, there's nothing on at that point. You're not fighting as many other things going on. Even when you get to the winter, you're battling the NBA and the NHL at that point. You're battling yeah. two pro sports fan bases and trying to lure some of those people over to kind of watch what you're doing. Yep. And I, I don't know what Tom Clark would say to the summer idea. I don't know what Fox would say to the summer idea. Because uh, think about it. In the summer, everybody's running reruns. Nobody's yes. running real programming. You wait till the fall to run real programming. So now you're at night, but you're running against real programming on other stations. If you're in the summer, you're not doing that. You are the original programming outside of Major League Baseball at that point. And take a step further. If you're in the summertime, maybe you can have an outdoor bowling event uh, at some point. Maybe that charity event that you do with Chris Paul or whoever you're going to do with, maybe that's an outside event instead of an inside event, right? Maybe you do it somewhere else than where you've done it in the past instead of a bowling center. Again, I just come up with the ideas for Tom to laugh at me. But, I mean, that's – and I know he laughs at me, and I know he doesn't you – know, yeah, They tried like, outside the, at the, the idea Flags. guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Many years ago. Sure. Right. And they've done it at uh, American Family Field, obviously, yep. uh, to a degree. Yep. For the Masters. You, you've had it there yep. as well. Yep. But it's got to be a smaller venue. It's got to be, uh, like, locally here, sorry, uh, like Milwaukee Milkman Stadium. Right. You know that that holds five to eight thousand people right. or the Chinook yeah, or yeah, something right. like that. A smaller baseball venue that has a lot less people. Right. right? And now again, can fill the stands. Right. right. And yeah. you have to have a secondary option. So the secondary option has to be this is where we're doing it. However, if it rains, mm-hmm. we're going inside to over here and right. figure it out. Well, however, that's going to work. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that has to be. That, that would be something else that would be different. You have the giant scoreboard out there, the outside venue. I think people would drive up here to be a part of it because it's something unique and different if you decide to go that way, Phil. 
I, I still remember the, the disaster of the U.S. Women's Open in about 2011 mm -hmm. or 2012 out in Reno, where yep. they got all the desert the dust, dust and sand on yep. the lanes, and the women yep. were throwing plastic balls. Like that's, you don't do it as in you the said, desert. The one th right. That's the that's the one thing you got to kind of fear on something like that. But as you said, okay, if it rains, we're at this other place. It's always good to mix it up. It's always good to give an option of, hey, we're we're being unique. It's not the same old, same old. And it, Phil, whether you do it at Phil, you could have again. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. My brain's just churning right now like crazy. <laughs> if you if you took and put that thing on Milkman Stadium, yep, mm -hmm. on say Sunday, on Saturday night, you could have a PBA league softball game type deal. Yep. And take the dudes that are on the PBA league teams and break them up into softball teams sure. or whatever the case may be. Add yeah. a couple of local players that can win through drawing to play with their fright. So Milwaukee would have their own team with their, whatever. See how good all these dudes are at softball representing them have the softball jersey that you could sign and, and, and um, give away or auction off or whatever the case may be the next day at the bowling event, have it be a two or three day event, get that coverage. Yeah. I, I'm not aware of a PBA softball game ever happening. Uh, Coldwater, Ohio. They're friends oh, in Coldwater. Yeah, they've done it in the past. They actually just posted some pictures right before their event. Uh, of, of They haven't done it in the last few years, but they did do it in the past where they had the players on one team and some of the locals on another. And it was sure. a fundraiser for the it was a fundraiser for the youth bowling. Yep. For them. Yeah, they've yeah, it's funny because they're all they're all standing in front of the farm tractors that uh the farm tractor equipment company had sponsored the tournament at the time, Kenfeld Equipment. They're all standing in front of the tractor in their softball jerseys and that. Right. That Here, take cool. that a step further. You gave me another idea. What if you took bowling and put it at Field of Dreams? Right. That's what, what if you say. did that? Yeah. Yeah. They're adding, they're yes. adding like 10 baseball diamonds out there. They're right. building dorms for the kids to stay in yep. and the whole deal. Be a great so venue. they're really expanding that out there. So now I got bowling lanes and corn behind me. Come on, man. I right. mean, say what you want, but Fox would eat that up. If you and told Fox you wanted to do that, for it too. Yes. Yeah. Fox yeah. would be like, hell yes, we're in. Let's right. do bowling at Field of Dreams. Right. That I would think be it amazing. Would take off. Yes. yes. And then you can have the softball tournament yeah. the night before on I, FS1. I just keep remembering the two years that they were at, at then Miller Park. There were a lot of people in the stands. A lot of people turned out yeah. for it. I was there. Yep. Both times I was there. I actually got to stand next to Dave DeAntremont, uh, when oh, I, yeah. right. When I went to get some concessions and then we talked for quite a while and he wasn't even in a seat. He was just, you know, leaning against the brick over there at Miller Park watching the action. But there were a lot of people in the stands that sure turned was. out for that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And when they had it they at Panther, work. they had it at Panther Arena. They did. They did yes. well at yep. Panther Arena yep. uh, as well. In this area, it's always going to draw well. But yeah. I'm telling you. If you put it in Field of Dreams, oh, that's a great venue. You'll have people from all over the country coming oh, yeah. to be a part of that. Absolutely, and every bowler will want to be a part of that. Absolutely, everybody will yeah. want to be a part Field of that. Field of deal. Dreams, right. Field of Dreams. It was a movie, correct? You know, yes. I, I just I don't know. no I think brainer it, there. I think it would be huge. Uh, we have all these other topics that I was we going to say. Once part two of the podcast, Sparky, <laughs> right? Uh, PBA <laughs> fifty rookie stuff. of the year, PBA fifty player of the year. We didn't get to any of that. The lucky Larson. We kind of touched on that. We never got to that. So I'm sorry, we're not going to get to any of it. You're going to have to listen to <laughs> next week, and then we'll get to it next week. Uh, and you can always go on PBA Tours uh, Twitter account or website to find out details of all three of those things. Uh, but that'll do it for today's podcast. We came in not having a ton, and uh, we ended up having <laughs> a ton. Yeah. Uh, Phil Brylow, Dwight Albrecht, C. Sparky Pfeiffer. Uh, as always, a fun one. Have a good rest of your day. Toodles!